Good day, I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner and co-host Patrick from Pull String Press for this great studio. Good morning, Patrick. The only live read in the business. I'm telling you, <laughs> nobody else opens their podcast by reading in. Nobody. Everybody else takes five, six, seven wax at it, but not you, Mark. You this right is, uh, I think, 198 or 199. Oh, is that where we're at? Something like that. I'm bringing yeah. in a cake. Well, I can't eat cake, but I'm going to bring. <laughs> I'm going to bring in a candle. That's what I'll do. I'll bring in a candle. 200 candles. That's it. Not in this studio. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible. That's the worst thing I've ever had. I'd like you to meet our guest today, Miguel De Costa. And uh, Miguel, we know each other through um, Loose Association, through CrossFit, and through another friend of the show, Jen Berger. Yeah. Uh, who we've had on, and it was funny at the, she had never done a podcast or radio <laughs> interview, uh, and at the end of it, she says, we didn't talk about real estate. <laughs> and, and I said, well, that would have been boring. Yeah. And Not because uh, real estate's boring, but not at all. we didn't want to. We talked about how she felt about real estate sure, and yeah, what was sure. important and, yeah. and all of that stuff, and uh, welcome a fellow podcaster to the studio. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad and to be here. What's the name of your podcast? The Tao of the Velvet Rope. Tell us about mm. that. Well, it's a podcast that examines the myths, truths, and realities of nightclub work. Basically, wow. it's a... I, I guess you'd say it's a look at best practices when it comes to working in nightclub security. Now, uh, I'm, I specialize in niche podcasts. Okay. <laughs> that uh, is a very niche <laughs> podcast. And, and I'm reminded of a middle schooler I was coaching who said, you know, you could do a show about your knees and you'll find an audience, sure. people that want to hear about yeah. the knees. And so... I've got to guess that you've got a robust audience. Is that correct? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are, as far as I know, only two podcasts on nightclub security. I'm one of them, and the other one hasn't refreshed itself in like a year and a half. Uh, so I'm it right now. That's always a satisfying thing. When I, you, I love that. When your competition is just laying down on the job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what do they say? Don't be the best in the world at what you do. Be the only one in the world yeah. at what you do. Yeah. Show up. Yeah, world belongs to those who show up. So um, I, I love podcasting for like a thousand reasons, but one is because it's uh, the barrier to entry is is low. Sure. Uh, to do it well, I think the bar starts getting higher and higher. You need good equipment. You need good engineering. You need uh, a little bit of an addiction for soundproofing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, he said as he looked around our studio here, our audience. Um, but it, it's uh, finding your voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And having great content. I mean, it does at the end of the day it comes down to like, not only can I listen to this guy, but is, does he have something to say? Right. Right. And how often do you produce your show? Uh, weekly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a little bit of a hiatus now because I've got a bunch of other things going on. But yeah, every week, new episode, new topic. Uh, and it can be anything from something I come up with to any listeners that write in, they have questions. I generally end the podcast asking people to write in and say, hey, you know, 
questions, suggestions, comments, scenarios, send them in, and I get a lot. That's gold, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do they send those? Uh, that would be toftvr at gmail.com. T-O-F-T-V-R. At Got gmail.com. it. Which would be the initials of the show. Yeah. I'm just over here trying to remember the plugs. You know, yeah. make sure Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's yeah. Our it's audience appreciates that because yeah. they're driving right now. Right. <laughs> and Or they're walking the dog or... There. Someone asked me, how long should the, a podcast be? Because we produce shows for sure. people now. Don't answer it. Let him answer. I want to hear what I want to. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, unless it's absolutely fascinating content to me, 45 minutes is about my cutoff. A long or a short 45? Again, depends on the topic and right. the person. Yeah. Uh, I usually keep mine around the 30-minute mm-hmm. mark. Um, but I pack a ton of information in there. Mm. Uh, I'm the, the audience that I usually am, am talking to tends to be either heads of security or managers. So mm. it's guys that are going to be taking a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of start rattling stuff off. And if I need to, I'll add, you know, part two, a part three. Yeah. Or if someone calls in and says, hey, can you get yeah. into a little bit more detail on that? I'll do that. But I tend to keep it around 20, 30 minutes. Occasionally, I'll creep into the 45-minute realm. Um, and, you know, if I'm feeling particularly wordy, that can happen. But since it's just me sitting You're in allowed. Room, You're allowed. <laughs> right? No, come on. There's got it. It's just there's a drunk guy at the door. Don't let him in. Isn't that, isn't that your whole podcast? <laughs> That's like your that? job. That, you know yeah. what? You got me. <laughs> what, what, what? Is it just that for 45 yeah. minutes? Like 97 how, episodes on how to not let people in the door. I think, exactly. right? Isn't that what? I mean, velvet roping. Isn't that the <laughs> That's whole? That's the... I'm. I just. I don't buy it. Yeah. But how, how could you? How could there possibly be more than two steps to that job? We uh, we just started a new show this week, and uh, it's on uh, urban health, and it's based out of New York, and got to talk to the guy who was the president of the WHO for 15 years out of uh, Switzerland. Wow. <laughs> and, but I mean, I just love that, that yeah. as podcasters, you, your guests can come from anywhere. Sure. You, you put them on, you can see them, you can talk to them like we're sitting here, right. but it's only, she wants it to be a 20 minute show. Oh, she says, wow. what well, did she have a no, card the, out? No, my, she... my, I have a co-host, the client is oh, my okay. co-host. And so the two of us interview these you gotta amazing get it people. And, and you got to like, get it done in 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Wow. That's quick. Yeah. 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 And so you just. Because people, you want to let it breathe. You yeah, want to let, let's listen to those answers and, and let it go. What go, you have a question? I was going to say, what did you learn in the ninety-seven episodes? What's your what's your podcast? Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you keep it brief? Uh, for me, it's it's a kind of drawing up an outline at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you militant about sticking to that? Then outline? Yeah, I would love to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just say but, yes, but uh, okay. but I'm not. I'm not um, because I tend to go. As anyone who's worked with me before, especially in in a in security environment, I tend to pop off on tangents. Mm. You know, it's an ideal jump into my head sure. and I'll go, "Oh wait, you know what? Actually, since we're talking about this, let yep. me briefly bring this up." Um, but I think what I've learned more than anything else is just to, instead of trying to be who the audience wants me to be, just to be myself. Oh, that's mm. good advice. You know, yeah. I think that's just, good advice just for our speak listener with my right own now. Right, voice. You know, yeah. and say, hey, this is where I'm coming from. This is the material that I'm presenting to you. Not, I know this guy wants to hear me say very specific things. Mm-hmm. You know? I would love to to hear your being the only podcast 
currently on air yeah in this world mm -hmm. for this topic you're dealing in an uh, uh, pressure cooker environment with sure. alcohol sure sure and people who are rowdy and but also that's the customer right that's totally the customer right <laughs> right so the the love hate real the, love hate I bet. The, where I'm going on this is the security of the people themselves sure. inside. And I'm thinking about Pulse nightclub. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about uh, the challenges right now. And I'm sitting across from an expert in this. W what are you guys doing about that? And tell us something that we, you know, because everything is sensationalized in the news sure. for obvious reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. W what, w what's your guidance? So uh, what I've seen, so I started working in bars in 1992, so a, a few years ago. Um, and at the time and in the years preceding that, the general attitude of security of bouncers was if you make a mistake, you're going to pay for it. That's just, that's a reality a lot, not a lot of people want to admit or talk about, but that was the reality. You know, you say the wrong thing to the wrong guy, you get punched in the mouth or you get dragged in the back, whatever it might be. What we started to see, I want to say with the advent of, you know, whether you want to call it bottle service or VIP service, mm -hmm. is a shift towards more of the customer service uh, and make people happy thing. So security really started getting pushed, as they should have been, in the direction of make people feel safe and secure. Right. Always say yes, never say no. A real professionalism. Yeah, be, be right. more professional. But what we've noticed, or we've noticed in the past few years, is that went a little bit too far. And then owners started getting to the point where they say, we never want you to even put a hand on a patron, oh. no matter what happens. Don't touch them. That's not your job. Your job is to talk them out the it, door. Exactly, or, yeah. exactly. And yes, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, let's figure out how to solve this problem peacefully. But the reality is, like you mentioned, there's drugs, there's alcohol, there's ridiculous behavior. If people get out of hand, how are we going to deal with these situations? Now, we th see things like the Bataclan attack in Paris. Yep. We see the Pulse nightclub. There are shootings and stabbings in nightclubs and bars around the world every day. Yeah. So the owners started to realize, okay, we can no longer be in the totally hands-off mm -hmm. realm. Mm -hmm. We have to figure out a way to get our guys and girls up to speed in dealing with a, basically a changing world. Mm -hmm. um, and a big part of that is changing the mindset of people coming into the profession. Oh. Because a lot of people coming into it, and I'd say a lot of the general public, still has a very specific perception of what a bouncer is. Big guy, muscle head, doesn't smile, say the wrong thing, they're going to drag you out. Or, you know, guy at the front door with an ego problem doesn't want to let you in. Hmm. That is not the world we work in anymore. What is it now? Uh, you have to be patient. You have to be empathetic. I'm a big fan of, of empathy. It's like, yep. look, you have to understand where that person is coming from when they're arguing with you or when they're upset. You know, you don't know what happened to them today. You don't know what happened to them over the course of the past half hour. 
you know, if there's a group of 10 people and one of their friends is super drunk, how are we going to kind of massage the situation? So I think you don't deal in black and whites. No, you can't. Right. You can't. And for many, many years, and I would say this is across the field of security, especially bad security. They just deal in black and whites. Right. It's just one of the it's binary. It's one of the other. You did something wrong. You're out of here. Yeah. And that's. A, that's not the way life works. <laughs> right. You know, right. Commerce right. doesn't work like that, you know? for sure. And if you're going to be the bar where if someone does just one little thing wrong, their entire party gets thrown out, you're not going to be in business very long. Mm-hmm. So we really, my goal and some of my colleagues' goals is to just to, not only to shift the public's perception of what security does in nightclubs, but to change the attitudes of the people that are working in clubs like look we have to work on customer service you have to work on your you know your verbal judo skills your empathy you have to i'm just i'm sorry i just i, I want to go back to yeah verbal <laughs> do it yeah thank you well, i just there there's that moment where you think like every single person you're dealing with is a completely unknown entity absolutely right with absolutely you know i look at mark right mark's an interesting cat and he walks into a room and you think oh I've, he's a tech business guy who's a fourth on black belt. Right. Like Mark on his worst drunk day probably still has some crazy move in sure. him. And, sure. and that's a terrifying idea yeah. of, of how to, like every single guest that you're dealing with, you have to reconcile that moment of like, well, this could be the most terrifying person Absolutely. ever. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it, a lot of it is learning good interpersonal communication skills. Your observation skills have to be really on point. Situational awareness. Right realizing that, hey, I'm the only person standing at this door right now, and there's 10 people that are kind of upset. How do I deal with it? How much training are you, if you're running a, a group? If yeah. you're run, I don't know what you would call it, a crew? Uh, yeah, yeah, a say crew. a team. A, a team. How much training are you doing during the daylight hours or doing? So d- because of the nature of the business, there's not a lot of daylight activity that necessarily It's on-the-job right? training. It tends to be on-the-job training. Um, for example, I've worked with a number of establishments here in town. Here do in you, do you actually go and work, consult with them? Yes. Okay, yeah. great. So I'll kind of talk you through the process. I'll come in. First thing I'll do is I'll do an actual audit of the facility and the staff. So I'll go in in street clothes. The only person that will know that I'm coming to do it is the manager and maybe the head of security. And I'll do everything from wait in line to see how they deal with customers coming in. Mm-hmm stand outside and just watch how they relate to the crowd Run then the i'll watch and, you know I'll, yeah. I'll walk inside where's where are the guys posting how are they doing their rotations are they doing rotations how are they watching the bathrooms how are they dealing with you know of course, it's, 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 of so, course. so far i haven't thought of any of none of that i would yeah like i would <laughs> just be it. like wait you don't yeah. just stand by the front door and wait for somebody to get rowdy <laughs> right that's not your gig sorry you're not on the list yeah yeah uh how they deal with things like ejections, how they deal with people who are over-intoxicated. Do they deal with over-intoxicated women in a different way than they might mm. deal with over-intoxicated men? Are people able to sneak in? Are they letting people sneak in? Mm. Oh. And then I'll kind of write up my little report, 
present it to the manager and say, these are the places that we need to I like that you changes. say, you just did this thing. You did this just where you're like, I'll write up my little report. And I think like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a little no, report. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I <laughs> it's would an say. eviscerating <laughs> knife yes. cut to the gut is what it's going to be. <laughs> but go ahead. It, it, can, call, it can be that. Sure, it can be that report. Sometimes. Just that's like if, a post-it note. But, but we bring you in because we don't want to have the, this is a Liability. risk management yeah, situation, exactly. right? Yeah. Ultimately, it's about minimizing your liability and cutting down on as m- as many things that can go wrong as So I have a business idea for you. Sure, let's hear it. I do, I do that, I'm sorry. Mark's Patrick. constantly reaching, Mark's reaching in his wallet, handing out money. Here yes. we go, go ahead. Uh, so uh, the sponsor of the show, which I read at the beginning, was Tolman and Weicker, and um, Greg has been in, the CEO, talking about, we've talked about risk management mm-hmm. a lot. And I've gotta believe that, because they're the top business insurance firm in, in the 805 region, sure. that they have clients that are bars and restaurants and places yeah, and yeah. event facilities. I've got to believe that. Now, I would think that they, and I'm going to make this introduction to you, would want you to go in and audit every one of their businesses at, on that they mandate sure. to say, for us to figure out how much risk we have to the insurance, risk to exposure, we want Miguel right. to come in here right. and look at the, right. have you done that before? Yeah, yeah. Okay. so I do a lot of security consulting as well okay. for regular businesses. Yeah. Um, but nightclubs is, because I've worked in them for as long sure. as I have, sure. it's just kind of second nature. It's your vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. So I'll create the report, go over it. Sometimes it is welcomed. Other times, if it's the eviscerating knife sure. cut yeah. to the gut. Well, no one likes an audit, you know. so I mean, that's um, just. And then I will sit down and we'll we'll kind of start from the beginning. I'll say, okay, let's talk about your policies in terms of everything from dress code to mm-hmm. oh. over intoxication to checking IDs, and we'll make that entire list. Say, okay, okay, now these are the policies that you want to put in place. Let's talk about the procedures now to get those policies to get those policies mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. place, right? So if you say no, we don't want these kinds of clothes in our place. This is our dress code. Okay, well, how do we let people know this is a dress code? We'll post signs in various places. We'll put it on our... You mean the client dress the cl- code? Yeah, yeah. yeah, client dress code. You know, We'll put it on our website. When people call for information, that'll Remind be on them. the message, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So if someone should show up, after waiting in line and say, well, I didn't know about the dress code, you can just say, well, we've got four signs right here that say so, and it's on our, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you had to know flip-flops, buddy. You had to know yeah. flip-flops so, on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Once that's all completed, I'll then take three, four, six, eight, twelve weekends and go and work with the staff. Uh-huh. I'll be part of the that's actual o- OJT. Crew. Yeah. Got it. And just, you know, I'll spend one night front door. Mm-hmm. Next night, dance floor. Last night, back patio. And, and are I'll you just ho- kind of rotate. Are you anticipating that those lessons that you give to the person at the front door will then spread out to all of the other workers on the front door? Hopefully, yeah. yes. Um, and especially if I'm there long enough. Mm-hmm. Right, it, over it, eight or ten weeks. It kind of... They start to kind of understand, you know, and especially with a lot of the younger guys, they're learning lessons that they didn't necessarily know before. Or is that experience? Is that just like because I was going to say, like, you've got to see like the same 150 people walk up 
at the front door sure. every night, especially right. in this town. Yeah, right. Like, there's yeah. not. I don't mean the same actual people. I mean the but same the same types. Of, right, yeah. right. You're you're running into <clears throat> the same issue yeah. over and over. Sure, and over sure, again. sure, sure. Yeah. And a, a huge part of that is learning who those archetypes, sure, if sure. you will, yeah. um, and knowing how to deal with each of those. And for the young guys who just think that they have to stand there and check an ID and kind of frown or smile depending on what they, they want to let someone yeah, in. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 there's there's other ways of, of doing this. Um, so the newer guys learn some stuff. The guys with experience, sometimes it's a little harder because they're very set in their ways. Um, but I try to kind of make them see the light in terms of this is, ultimately this is not about you. You know, this is about the business and we want this business to do well. If the business does well, you'll do well. So let's put these things in place to make everyone's life not only easier, but safer and for the clientele way more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. it, it goes back to what you said at the very beginning of the show, which is my T-shirt for the day. Make people feel safe and secure. Yeah. That's the job. Right, absolutely. To do that. Absolutely. Um, I, I have uh, tons of questions. A very quick one, sure. though. Uh, the World Cup is going on right now. This mm -hmm. show may, who knows when they'll be listening to the show, but the World Cup's going on. And I find it fascinating that there's a lot of violence in soccer, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, you mean in the stands? Or in, in the, the stands. Yeah, because on yeah. the field, that's all fake, right? You know that. Yeah. Like they're just falling down and, <laughs> yeah. he tripped me! It's yeah. just a flop. Yeah, I know, fake yeah. flops. I'm just, yeah. I'm just making no, sure yeah, we're clear We're good. Yeah. No, it's uh, in the stands. And at the World Cup, I've noticed that... Uh, all the security, and they're probably, I couldn't count them all, but I think There's 80 guys yeah. that are standing in the bright yellow coats. Mm -hmm. And they're like statues, and they do not look at the game. And how in the world, <laughs> when this guy goes, goal, for like five minutes, and they don't turn waver. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you, how? What is that? Pra it's practice. Is it? It's just practice. Oh, yeah. my god. You know, wh whether it's a guy at a football game, a guy standing in front of the stage at the Santa Barbara Bowl. Yes. A guy in front of a, a DJ booth, a guy working in a strip club, a girl, you know, guarding a particular individual and standing in a hallway. It's just a matter of training and discipline where you kind of tune everything out because mm. your focus needs to be this is my section. Yeah. And that's all. The nothing's going to happen nothing, in that section. Nothing hopefully is going to happen. You're not there for section. the party. No, it's you're not, not there. You're, you're not literally not there to be part of the event. Yeah. And, and that's a trap that a lot of, again, younger guys that come into nightclubs fall into. Mm -hmm. is, of course. Oh, oh I want to be around here. the party. Oh, my God. I'm here to the party. And we've got, you know, yeah, the, come the cocktail hostess is super cute. And I have all these girls that I go to school with that are coming to the door and saying, hey, let me in. And yeah. Does that guy last very long? I don't think. Sometimes they do. Really? Yeah, well, it depends on the business. And that's usually when I get the phone call, you know. Mm -hmm. So, right. so drop the ball. Mm -hmm. So thank you for answering that. Because yeah. that is, and I didn't realize there's going to a professional so close to me watching the World Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'll be watching Sunday morning. Go yeah, Croatia. I know. The really? Next Are we, is that who we're rooting for? I don't know. Anymore. I'm definitely rooting for Croatia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my mom's Croatian. So. Oh, well, that'll do oh, it. Oh, okay. well, I'm with yeah. you then. Now I have a reason to go. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, well, Miguel was in for it, so I'm, and I'm I, on board. And I was over getting coffee on the way over here, and my good friend Mary Ellen, hello, Mary Ellen, I know you listen to the show, uh, just got back from Croatia, said it is one of the most beautiful. It's amazing. She said, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. She says, when are you going? I said, it wasn't on my list until just oh, now. Oh, it should be on your list. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, yeah, go Croatia. Yeah. Um, so my second question that hit me was, 
for the last, it is an 11 year phenomenon, but it is huge, which is uh, citizen video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're, you know, listener, he's got this huge smile on his face right now. Um, tell it, because that is when something is going to happen, there's going to be 18 clips of that, and Absolutely. everybody's standing around. Where's your coaching on that? Don't use your phone at work. Oh. Is the first one for for the oh. guys working the shifts. Don't use your phone. Put your phone away. You're not a neurosurgeon on call. You don't need to talk to anybody. So it becomes gets back to that focus thing, right? You should be focusing on this. Put your phone away. So that way you're not thinking of the phone. In terms of clientele, you have to know every single person has a phone. I don't care what kind of conversation you're having at the front door with the person who you're not letting in, whether it's really nice or it gets heated, someone is going to take out a phone and videotape it. So you always have to be on your not only best behavior, but you have to be aware, again, have that situational awareness that that's going on. We, we used to we used to talk about that, that uh, never send an email that you wouldn't want your boss yes. to read yeah. back to you, like to yeah. read out loud back to you. As you know, like as HR is walking you out the door, like Absolutely. this is what you this is what, and it's like never, you know, if you're at work, Remember, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch myself do this later. You are absolutely going to see yourself on the screen somewhere. You don't want to be on TMZ, you right? You don't want right. to be on TMZ. You don't want to be on YouTube. If it goes on the Internet, it's there forever. Uh, <laughs> and if you go to a site like YouTube and type in, you know, something like Bouncer Fight. Oh, my gosh. It just, the screen will fill up. And, I mean, I, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I will watch those videos and I can just point out, all the where spots where oh, like yeah. this is this is exactly the moment oh. where it took a turn mm. you um have you seen the telestrator software for the youtube mm -hmm. uh for for a, an ipad yeah so you should telestrate that <laughs> and uh and send that to notice the, the shoulder is reset here see yeah. see as no, he exactly. reaches here yeah no, let me replay that for you and see <laughs> here was the here was that chance though sure. the decision point yeah where he could have done or she could have done he that. Was, he was no. okay with his mother being insulted. Right. When the guy mentioned his dog, that yeah, was too far. <laughs> and, you know, and it's weird because <laughs> stuff like that will happen. Guys will have it totally together, yeah. and then the smallest thing just sets them off, yeah. and you just can't let that happen. It's just not It's not worth it. You have to let go of your ego. You, know? you have to let go of your ego. You have to. No, 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 no. Bouncers have to be like totally egotistical, right? Like, isn't that? I thought that was the job. It's just see that again. We're again, we're back thought. to reframing the the yeah. uh, redefining yeah. the view. Yeah. Um, the, the next question that came up was uh, around farm club. Okay. So farm club. Yeah, where do you recruit from? Uh, farm club. Is it uh, ex-military, ex-police? Uh, um, where where does that? It's dependent on what I'm doing. If I'm doing something like executive protection work, it tends to be ex-military, law enforcement, people like that. Uh, for nightclubs, the pool is generally college students. College students. Right, because they're the ones that have the, the nights free. They're the ones oh. that can work oh. best on the smallest amount of sleep. Mm -hmm. huh. um, but... If you're looking to fill in a staff, like you're not doing just fresh hires, normally it's word of mouth. You know, the, the nightclub, the nightlife industry, no matter what city you go into, is relatively small. Everyone tends to know okay. each other. 
So if on a Thursday night or a Friday night you know you're going to be short a person or two, you can probably call somewhere and say, hey, do you have any guys? To make up some extra, yeah. To, to, you know, to fill in these slots and we can bring them in. Um, that said, that can occasionally be a risky proposition because the way that they run their club might be very different than the way you oh, run yours. There's not, there's sure, not universal sure, sure, sure. standards. Yeah, there are yeah. definitely not yeah. <laughs> universal yeah. standards. Are you writing that um, book? I'm not kidding. I'm maybe. Serious. Yeah, I mean, I just, maybe. I, it would just seem like a manual for this. And and really not like, not salacious, not like, not like uh, Bourdain, rest in peace, right. uh, like, you know, Kitchen, kitchen Confidential, yeah. but more like a, like, no, this is an, a, this is a manual. This is a yeah. manual to like put in the hands of, of people that come in. There, there is something in the works. Yes. Good. So I'm, I'm going to answer that for the two of us and for every podcaster that's on the show, you are in the business of creating content. Yeah. And there are wonderful transcription services that are very inexpensive. And so you have 97 chapters in your <laughs> book. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do. Yeah. You totally do. And uh, so that's, that's kind of easy money. Uh, to be able to at least get 90% of the work has already been done. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, and that's, um, that's something we've, we've considered with um, California Lutheran University, our other sponsor of the show, which was taking and transcribing the shows we've done that were marketing-focused, financial-focused, business-focused, and turn them into you know, content right. for, right. for the students. Um, we I just imagine some grad student reading my little throw-ins from the set. Then Patrick said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Patrick had the inventor of this on on his show, and he just decided to talk about the beach. What's yeah. wrong? Like for twenty minutes, the guy went off about the beach. We're gonna have an, a book just for you called Patrick Says. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. I yeah. would buy that. Yeah, that, that would be a good. Yeah, it'll be an Amazon yeah. bestseller. We'll make that happen. Um, <laughs> Why you got to set the bar up there, man? <laughs> just put it a little lower. Just it, lower the bar. There is Google how to be an Amazon bestseller, and you can go pay somebody five grand, and they will over a weekend teach you how to do it, wow. and it happens. Wow. Um, so you 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 have events, yes. you have bars and nightclubs, yes, sir. you have private security. Yes, Where sir. else would we find someone like you? Uh, secure. I mean, security consulting. You know, a lot okay. of people in the field, and you you could kind of throw that uh, throw nightclubs under that umbrella. Sure. Um, but one of the reasons that I started working in consulting is that I realized there wasn't really anyone addressing the safety and security needs of the general public you know okay usually people are thinking about alarm systems or you know if someone owns an estate some kind of estate security but for someone who lives let's say on the lower east side that wants to make their house a little safer there's no kind of manual or guidebook to do that so my idea was why not give people options that are either low cost or free, teach them how to keep themselves safe, keep their family safe, keep their small businesses safe and secure. And I just kind of rolled from there. Now your day job, as we established earlier, you're uh, an events manager out at UCSC. Yes, yes. 15 um, years. Seems like that would translate cleanly. Yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, but. So if someone who's listening now is a small business, you can actually, you're probably going to give them a, a little different lens to look through. Yes, yes, yes. Um, most of the stuff with small businesses is how to protect the general property that you're in. 
but also how to kind of pay attention to your employees and what they may do might be doing um, things like business continuity securing your computers but fairly simple steps you know a lot of times when people get security plans drawn up again they're large companies so right. they're getting right. 300 page security plans it's like now nah, you can you know with these five easy steps you've made your life easier for example when i walked in the building today great i can walk right in the front door i can walk right into the elevator and go into any floor so if the building were to say to me how do i secure this building i'd say well put a lock on the front door or put someone at that front door you know as they're coming off the elevator and going into an office is the office door just open or is it locked and you have to push a button for someone to buzz you in so just kind of basics like that you know? do you find that um we just live this especially here in santa barbara nothing bad is going to happen in santa barbara right yeah and and i i say this a lot i don't want to give people put people in this kind of paranoid mindset that that all sure. kinds of terrible sure. things are going on you know and and on the, on that list of things uh, i throw my uh a women's self-defense class that I taught with Traver, actually, for mm -hmm. a few years. We've been on this friend of the show. Um, paranoia is not a state that you want to be in. But you being, can't really operate yeah, in that state. Yeah. yeah, you know, but you can be aware of your surroundings. You know, and by ra just by raising your awareness level a little bit and changing your mindset to a, what I like to call a what-if mindset, you know. Okay. If I'm in this coffee shop, what if X, Y, or Z happens? You know, and it's not, it can be kind of fun. You know, use your imagination. Oh, wow, okay, let's say this a car drove through here. Where would I run? You know, and it sounds kind of weird and random, but it's a great way to get you into thinking, I've just walked into this parking structure. It's 10 o'clock at night. What if? And huh. what are my options? D do you think, would you say that you could then, that'll, that frees you from having to, I would say like if you come in and you locate the fire exit the moment you walk in, yeah. then you don't have to spend the rest of the time thinking about that. Exactly. You already did it. It's, or, it's out of the way. heaven forbid, should a fire break out, you're not going, where's the fire exit? Right, right. You know, it's the kind of thing, if, if you do any amount of traveling and you go to a hotel, take 10, 15 minutes to figure out where's the exit, how do I lock the door? Do I have multiple avenues to get out of here? Chances are you're not going to need it. But you're talking, it's not even 15 minutes. You're seriously yeah. like a, two minutes you know, to actually look at the, the map on the back of the door. And you're done. Yeah. And you're done. You know, that it's, and it's kind of that same mindset when, and we've all been in planes and everyone mm -hmm. sits there through the safety <laughs> speech, like, ah, oh, here we go again. You know, take the pamphlet out and take a look at it. Literally, take it out, take a look at, look at it. It'll take you two seconds, but part of your brain is going to remember, okay, that exit row is five rows in front of me, and right. this is how I get to it. Sometimes behind you. Sometimes yeah. your closest <laughs> exit will the be The exit the row may be behind you. Yeah, right. all, we can all yeah. memorize that, right? So um, how does someone educate themselves on this? I mean, do you have a website where you're doing this kind of work? So, or is it just the, because the podcast feels like if I'm not a, a in that business, yeah. I'm not going to listen. But if well, I want to learn more about I, this. I think if, if, if you have any interest in the way nightclub security kind of works, it's, I think it's a fun listen because it exposes you to all kinds of things that the general no public clue. never right. even considers. Right. right. Um, 
I do have a website, coastexecutiveservices.com. That's my business website. Got it. Um, what about when you were in the movie Roadhouse with Patrick <laughs> Swayze? Was that actually great film yeah is that is that can you add a technical film that we can use you know it's it's really funny that there is not a bouncer in the world who has not watched that movie and loves that movie for a variety of different reasons did they get it right um well there's it's a little hyperbolic in in points but he, he actually does give there's a monologue that he gives when he first shows up in the bar where he tells all the guys be nice and he kind of goes on from there and it he nails it. Yeah. He absolutely nails it. Whoever wrote that really got it. It's like, yeah, be nice. It's not that hard. Well, what if someone does X, Y, or Z? Be nice. And that was even before the internet. Yeah. It was, it exactly. was pre, pre exactly. 12 iPhones. In I your may face. or may not have that film on VHS tape. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have it on beta? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's hit the way back, Sherman. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I that just went into my Netflix queue. Uh, thank you for that. I we on the show we talk about business. We talk about entrepreneurs. I, I love the fact that you know with the right amount of passion you can make a business out of everything. Sure, you've made a business out of this. Yeah. What's your favorite part of it? Ooh. Phone, uh, phone rings and you know you do that quick sort on in is a good customer or bad customer sure. like your ideal one. Sure. You're like. Oh my God, you tell your wife, oh, guess what I get to do? The prob, two things. First off is the problem solving aspect of it. That's one of the, oh, one of yeah. the reasons, uh, yeah. one of the many reasons that I got into security, but that's, it's way up there is the problem solving. Yep. Because even if I've been in, you know, countless numbers of bars at this point, there's always going to be a problem that can be solved in a little different mm-hmm. way. Or someone mm-hmm. will throw a question a at me. That, that I hadn't considered before. Sure. You know, I can't count the number of times someone said something and I go, oh yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that, let me figure it out. Um, the second part of that is the interpersonal rea- relations that are built up working with clientele. There's a, you know, like I said, it's a fairly small community. Um, and I think it in whether it's a community of podcasters, a community of comic book fans, whatever, there's a, an understanding about how that community works and the relationships within it. And when you walk into a team of security people, you kind of get where you're coming yep. from. Yeah. So the sh- stories you share, the laughs you have, the aggravations, all of those things make the job that much more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, it's and my pleasure. Jen, I know you're listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Jen. We give a big shout out to our girl, Jen. Um, so we've come to that part of the show that um, you know how you have traditions on your show, sure. right? You do stuff sure. like, uh, and we don't overproduce, and I'm sure you don't overproduce <laughs> the show, but we uh, we save the, uh, the fun thing is giving a title to the show for... Let's just talk podcasting for a second. The SEO nature of the title of the show is important, uh, which we know. Uh, But it's more important for the listener who may have come into the show. You know, you're 96 episodes in. We're we're, we're creeping up on 200. Uh, They came in and they're like, oh, that was pretty good. I want to listen to something else. And they're scrolling through their phone looking at titles. Mm -hmm. So we think the title's really, really important. And we give you the opportunity to title the show. What should we call this conversation? I would say we're not just bouncers. Oh, 
love it. Mm. We're not just bouncers. That's a seasoned podcaster there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And then we also had Coast Executive Services. Yes, sir. If someone is uh, a small business, Mm -hmm. because we have listeners, as you do, all over the world. One of the lovely things about podcasting is it, it, uh, it it has a great reach. It's not regionally restrictive. At all, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, small businesses could go to Coast Executive Services Absolutely. and and get some tips and tricks and things yep. to yep. look at. They have a way to get a hold of me, and I'm, I will. I talk to everybody. Doesn't matter the size of your business. I will talk to you. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, because that's. Um, I, I I love the having us feel safe and secure. We've had military people on we've had uh, Trevor and we've had this I'm a as Patrick said earlier uh, martial artist so my art is 100% about self-defense right right? and hopefully I never have to use it Uh, but we teach that situational awareness as well it's like you walk into a room does my spidey sense going off right we need to have a martial arts conversation someday let's do that let's have you back on the show we will talk about martial arts Uh, we've had several People way more black belty than me on this show. Uh, <laughs> is that know. a thing? Can you say black belt? Sure. You can. <laughs> I don't get to. I don't have one. I saw you one time. You were over at my house for pancakes, and we there was a, I think a, a seven or an eight year old there who who trains at the same uh, dojo as you, and and uh, and I've never seen you really do anything and you and you like address the kid and the kid like snap to it and yeah. then like you you're like show me your front kick and the kid shows you your front kick and i was like oh okay all right let's see what's going on here yeah yeah, yeah. secret yeah. secret identities oh, totally. that's great I totally i want to see it. a good front kick form is everything right absolutely right and practicing the art of not getting hit <laughs> well uh yeah, that's what we call it. So, Miguel, thank you so much. Oh, thank I you. I really appreciate this. Been, and good luck with your show. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank three you. more to go, and you hit 100. Yes, sir. Yeah, no cake, no candles. No cake, no candles. <laughs> a special guest, but no cake, no candles. Oh, great. I love that. Um, I also want to thank um, California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services. They've re-upped for yet another year of this. We thank them. We appreciate it. And our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, If you're interested in learning more about what it takes to get into podcasting, uh, give us a call. Give us an email to podcast at 805connect.com, and uh, we'll answer your questions uh, and and get you going. Patrick, how could our listener who's maybe come in through because they heard about it through uh, Miguel's podcast, Mm -hmm. what could they do to help us in the show? Well, thanks for being here. Uh, Rate, write, review is the the thing we've been saying for almost 200 episodes. Um, You have no idea. I mean, even if you've done it, you've you've done such a a heroic thing for us because it allows other people to find us. Uh, It's definitely more than just your standard... uh, restaurant review. This is something that, that it allows people to really decide which content they're going to uh, take on next. Uh, so if you have listened to over, and this is, there's, there's several oh. of you out there, if you've oh. listened to over 25 episodes without rating, without throwing a few stars our way, uh, shame on you. Oh, Get on shame. that. Throw that shame. You're shaming them. Shame. If you've listened to over 100 episodes and you haven't written a review of this show, wow. 
I don't know what more we can do to convince you. This is that's a that's a tragedy. If you are a hundred plus listener right now, we you, have them. They exist. I was just actually trying to think in my head if I've listened to every single show, <laughs> and I'm thinking Mark is probably a guarantee that he's because he was there for all 200 of the shows. But but uh, seriously, if you're over a hundred episodes uh, into this podcast, you need to write a review. You're important to us, so please do that. We appreciate that. I love hearing from you, as Miguel said earlier. We get uh, all of our ideas for the show, guests for the show come from uh, past guests too. That's how you were introduced yeah. to us. Uh, if you have the an idea or you met someone uh, at a bar uh, <laughs> that uh, you had an interesting conversation and you think I could have an interesting conversation with them as well, drop me a note, mark at 805connect.com and thank you in advance. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.